Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by AsweatLife.com, on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson-Cohen, and this week on We Got Goals, I interviewed Ashley Rockwood, who's the founder of Free Movement Shop. I met Ashley Rockwood, honestly, through Instagram. Uh, And as soon as we started talking, we couldn't stop talking. I don't think that I'm alone in this kind of friendship with Ashley because she is an incredibly open and collaborative person. And that sort of openness and collaboration has lent itself to Ashley being able to form a business that moves itself from place to place. You'll hear more about how Free Movement Shop moves from one location to another and why the heck she would do that, but I really think that her personality has a lot to do with it. You'll hear about how Ashley danced with Beyonce uh, and how she's also taken her professional dancing career into the walls of Free Movement Shop. But what I'm most impressed by when it comes to Ashley is her willingness to dream big and to think outside the box. You'll hear how she first dreamed up free movement and how it kind of sprang out of an in-office idea, but she is a dreamer and I don't think this is the last you'll hear from her. Listen to this week's episode with Ashley Rockwood and be sure to stop by Free Movement Shop where you can enjoy a dance class, ballet for runners, and many other formats like yoga. Here I am with Ashley. Here I sit, I'll be on a boat, I'll be back, I'm just reaching for a goal, so don't be upset when I'm not a friend. This is Gina Anderson-Cohen, and I am here on an episode of We Got Goals with Ashley Rockwood, the founder of Free Movement Pop-Up Shops. Ashley, thanks for joining me Yay, today. thanks for having me. Before we pop into the big questions of We Got Goals about your big goals, I would love to hear from you about how you got started down your journey towards starting your very own fitness studio that moves locations. So um, I am still a professional dancer. Um, I have retired from the glamour and glitz of the big stage. Um, And at that point, it felt like, what do I do next? I had spent so much of my career teaching, um, working with kids, working with adults, and um, have a huge passion for it, and wanted to really bring dance into more of a fitness environment, and what better way to create it than through a space. Free Movement Shop actually came about because I was doing in-office dance breaks for the month of November last year, and it was awesome. It was a 30-minute pop-in to a corporate office where um, they would just either go into a conference room or push some stuff aside, and we would just dance for 30 minutes. And um, we're talking you know, dudes in their button downs and their jeans and like, you know, no one is dressed uh, appropriately for a giant fitness workout. I love that. And and you also, when you say you were dancing professionally, you were on stages across Chicago and yeah, across... across the world. So I danced with a company, Giordano Dance Chicago. Um, I danced at the Lyric Opera here in Chicago. I danced with uh, a little known artist named Beyonce. Nobody knows her. 
Never heard of her. And um, that was fantastic. Um, and traveled and toured all across the world dancing and performing. So. And now I have to say, so I've danced with you mm-hmm. at Free Movement, and you do make it really accessible because I don't fancy myself to be a dancer. Yeah. Um, but if you have a body, you're a dancer. You are, exactly. It's, it's something that every person can do, and I actually advise that everybody takes a moment to find their inner beat and dance a little. And what I love about you, well, I love a lot of things about you. Thank you. I love uh, a lot of things about you, too. <laughs> and what I love about you and I love about your business is that it's really, it's easy to simplify what you do, but it's much, much bigger than a space for fitness and a space for dance. Because even my very first phone call with you, we talked about like 18 ways to collaborate. So yeah. I would even view you as a master collaborator um, who's created a space and like a sneaky way to collaborate through dance. Yes. Oh, (laughs) you just get me so much. I can't. Yes. So I love to collaborate. I really feel like one plus one is obviously two and two is greater than one. So when I can bring in someone who might be, let's say, a master of um, Jedi mind tricks, to complement a class that I want to do, which we have done, called Move Like a Jedi. Um, If I can hire a stage combat um, instructor and I can collaborate with them, it just makes that experience that much more fun. So, yes, I would definitely say master collaboration is going to go on to my LinkedIn description. You ready to talk about goals? Yes, I think so. Me too. So, Ashley, talk to me about a big goal that you've accomplished in the past, why it was important to you, and how you got there. So aside from surviving a conservatory um, for college, which is, I don't even know if that was really a goal. I just survived. I made it out. Um, Expanding from that, I would say producing my first show, which was actually a benefit called Tomorrow's Choreographers. And it was a showcase of ages 13 to 18 year olds choreographing on professional dancers. So taking kind of the reverse of what traditionally happens where the elder is leading the young. It was the young leading the old. Mm. And um, so I produced that show on my own and I had never done anything like that ever. And it was a huge bite And I actually didn't even realize it until I was in it. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm coordinating schedules. I'm booking studio space. I'm doing ticket sales. I'm doing marketing. I'm doing costuming. I'm doing um, basically everything, um, keeping everyone happy. And um, I wasn't that mad about it. I just really loved it. I enjoyed it all so much. And after it was all said and done, we raised over $2,500 from the performance, and everyone had such a great experience with it. And at that point, I realized that, <clears throat> yeah, maybe that was a goal. Like, maybe I had set out to produce something of my own, and I just achieved it, and I should, like, stop for a second and pat myself on the back and appreciate all the hard work that just went into it. Well, I think there are so many things and lessons to unpack in just what you talked about. You talked about producing a whole show and learning 
all of these skills from it and also giving yourself a moment to celebrate your accomplishment. So I want to sort of unpack each one. Yes. Um, let's let's talk about the the fact that you sort of taught yourself all of these skills along the way. Were you sort of a self-taught ninja or were you asking for help along the way? I am a self-taught ninja for sure. I one I'm a Gemini, so <laughs> I which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, I really like to make things and I think maybe at times I'm a little um, I'm a little strong on how I feel they should work, but that's just because I'm so confident that if I see something that it can happen that way, it's not that it shouldn't happen another way, just that I'm very confident in this one at this point in time. And um, so self-taught ninja for sure. I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I um, do research online at like 2 a.m. And I think that that taught me a lot of things. Um, and I also think that if you are responsible for yourself, if you're just, if you just put yourself kind of in this scenario at times to accomplish a goal and it's, and it feels a little lonely, but it's just you, you're, you're only responsible for yourself. Like you, it's just so much more manageable for certain things. And, um, so I, I just went after it and that age old thing of, um, ask, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. I am such a believer in that because I think sometimes you just have to go with it and people don't even know that they're going to like, they don't even know that they're going to like it, but they would, sh they would wet blanket it if you asked. Whereas for sure. sometimes if you just freaking do it, then it is beautiful and it's great. And then you didn't even have to ask, you know, you didn't have to ask. You didn't have to ask. I, I love that, too, because I'm, I'm sort of a follower of rules. Mm -hmm. I, once I know a rule, I sort of feel beholden to it. Mm -hmm. And the idea of asking for forgiveness instead of permission, mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of giving you ignorance of the rules. Because if you ask for permission, that's like clear-cut yes or no. Yeah. And ignorance of the rules is freedom. <laughs> so that you can go do your own thing. Um, and I'm wondering how all of all of these skills that you've learned um, through this sort of one benefit, mm -hmm. how they've applied into free movement shop. Yeah, so people management for faux show, um, <laughs> managing people and their experiences, I think is so um, important. And I think right now, because we are just starting and we're still small and lean and scrappy, I can really navigate how people experience free movement shop and and it is a lot, but at the same time, I feel like each person that comes through the door, I can recognize or I know their email or I know what classes they like and I can check in on them and make sure they're doing okay or if they're not okay, like what adjustments can I make? And I feel like in producing that show, you kind of are forced to learn how to manage a group of people, which is basically business. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Customer service, sales. Customer service, sales. Mm -hmm. um, it's just managing a whole plethora of people and their and um, their experiences. And I'm also wondering how this sort of 2 a.m. Um, researcher is applying to your life now. I, I know that 
I hate asking the question, how do you balance it all to people who I know to be moms? Yeah. But I've had phone calls with you where we've sort of soldiered through um, you maybe having a sick kid for the day. And I find that to be remarkable. Um, So are you finding yourself still online at 2 a.m. these days or have things kind of changed a little bit? I just will take the time that I can get. Um, I think as a parent, you have got to be flexible. And I also have to work with people that understand that I'm a parent and that I have to be flexible. It's not asking for any special. It's just asking for understanding of the vastness that is our day. Um, my son goes to school now for a couple hours a day, a couple times a week, and that's really great. I've tried to, um, I've tried to like just segment my time a little bit better. I think when you're starting out, you just go, 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 go. And it can be a little absent for your kids sometimes. So I'm trying to actually take care of myself and sleep, which I think makes me a better human, which then makes me a better mom. And um, so I try and research before 2 a.m. <laughs> so that I'm sleeping at 2 a.m. Because now I have 6.30 a.m. classes. So I can't, I just can't be doing that shenanigan stuff. No more shenanigans. No more. So what's the the biggest sort of lesson or takeaway mm-hmm. from the benefit that you produce that really kind of catalyzed where you are today um, that you've brought into your life? I think it's just putting your mind to something and doing it. I mean, I knew I wanted to create this thing and I had been thinking about it. And I think analysis paralysis is very real you can just sit on something and wait and wait and wait and wait and think that, oh, there's going to be this perfect time. But if you just say, okay, I'm going to do this, and you just start making those little steps in that direction that are actually action items, not like a note in your iPhone and not um, an Excel spreadsheet. Like I'm talking calling people, reaching out to people, emailing, like getting a date, looking for the thing or the space or the venue and then all of a sudden you're like you know you're too far in to swim back and I think that that is what has shown you know had the most impact on me is just the ability to do things you know incremental steps towards big big goals yes so speaking of incremental steps towards big goals are you ready to talk about your big goals yes All right, Ashley, before we started the tape, you said you have so many big goals. So I'm curious, can you tell me about a big goal or some big goals that you're working on, um, how you plan to get there and why they're important to you? Yes. Okay. So free movement shop is my baby in that I want to just nestle it and keep it small and pop-up-y and quaint and boutique-y and very community-centered for as long as I possibly can. However, I also see that the people that are coming in, let's say Gina, comes in and takes a class, and she is not a, she's not a dancer. She's like, oh, no, 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 I, I, I don't do this. But then she takes a class, and she loves it. 
how do I get her on stage? How do I create some sort of performance or thing to bring her into this world that I was in for so long that I think everybody deserves to experience? So one of my goals is for Free Movement Shop to basically create a showcase um, which looks something like, you know, 300 people who are all just having their moment and inviting people in to experience something that they're experiencing either for the first time or have never done before in this amazing space, which hopefully would be like a part of free movement, like what free movement shop is in that pop-up kind of way. Um, Because I just feel like Everybody should have their time on stage. Everybody deserves a time to shine. And I know how life-changing it can be. And so that is one of them. I love that. I love that for a lot of reasons. Um, For you listening at home, you couldn't see my body language during Ashley's explanation. But I literally grabbed my head and then I, I think that I gritted my teeth in a kind of like crazy grimace grin um but that's because it's so cool so powerful and it also plugs into something we're doing at a sweat life that i'm going to talk to ashley about afterwards because this is called we got goals not we got brainstorm okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so we'll keep talking about that and the reason why i think that's so powerful is because in adult life there are very few ways that we sort of perform outside of our jobs and express ourselves creatively um Is that your experience as well? Yes, it is. And that, that again, brings me back to this idea of corporate dance breaks and how much I was able to see that for that 30 minutes. I mean, these are traditionally people who are at, you know, nine to fives. Like, they have no outlet for this kind of thing. And what that did for them in their day, and I was getting emails from people being like, I have had the best, like, second half of my day. It's 30 minutes that I was there. And I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just saying that the power of movement in your body and being in your body and being with other people and enjoying it is, like, it's just insane. It's totally insane. I love that. And I also think it's powerful because it helps people conquer a fear. It's easy to forget how scary it is uh, for a lot of people to perform. So for a lot of folks who would probably be doing that with you, it would be a scary, big feat. Yes, I think so too. And, and I, I think I'm good at leading people down that path of something totally new and scary. I think I have like a trust um, that will make this work. And um, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I just, I've already been, you know, when people are taking class, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm see- I just see it. I just, I see it happening. And I don't see um, any resistance, really. And so where do you, beyond sort of the showcase, mm-hmm. uh, where do you see free movement going? Well, um, it's got to move. So the goal is to keep it moving. So even in our pop-up that we're in now, we're staying four to six more months. Um, outside of that, we will be moving to a different space and a different community next. And again, the goal of that is to move physically move people around outside of what they get very 
rigid and conditioned to do. So it's just, it's not for everyone, but it's a concept of just changing some things in your life every once in a while. Um, I also see free movement shop being outside of Chicago. I would love to do something outdoors. Um, and I'm trying to just navigate what that could look like, but basically an outdoor studio, um, somewhere lovely and jungly and woodsy and mountainy or something. I love that. Mm-hmm. So I so free movement is smart for a lot of reasons. Um, one of those reasons is obviously because you're working with real estate that maybe has been sitting for a minute. You're not paying full price, right? Um, but then you're also bringing people from maybe a different neighborhood to a new neighborhood as you gather people in your snowball exactly. uh, as it goes downhill. And in Chicago, as in other cities across the country, but really in Chicago, people tend to stick to where they live, which is an easy way to get stuck in a yes. routine, in a rut, and just never meeting anyone who doesn't live where you live. Exactly. And I think that concept of Getting outside of your comfort zone, that's another fear accomplishment, in my opinion. Like, you're just living your life each day trying to think, okay, what am I afraid of and how do I get past that? It makes it very exciting because then you you just open up to all these new things. And that's what I think is really exciting about moving us around is that it's just like a constant accomplishment of like new fears mm-hmm. and for you too you're yeah. closing down a business and opening it again people, so many people think it's bonkers they're like i cannot believe that you first of all they get sad you know they get sad it's very like there's the nostalgia of like oh i'm just i love this so much and i don't want it to go away and it's like it's not going away we're just moving around <laughs> and um so i think that there's I do see some people, I'm glad that you think it's smart. I do think that there are some people who think it's an insane business model, but to each their own. There are plenty of businesses that have made a name and revenue for themselves off of using underutilized space. Yes. Um, So anyone who tells you you're bonkers, they can just keep it to themselves. Keep it, yes. Uh, So I'm interested, what else is on this list? Um, Okay, so so we talked about movement outdoors. Um, we've talked about um, movement on stage. Another dream of mine is some sort of, I mean, everybody knows. I feel like this is big. You know where this is going? Uh, yeah. It's definitely a glamorous line of apparel. Yes. In a very, like, it's okay to wear a sequin sometime kind of way. And you can work out in a sequin headband or scrunchie if you want. And those are just things that, like, I think I could provide. And I just have to make it happen. So that's a whole other thing. But I I basically already have it named out. Um, And I already kind of know what I want the first look to be. And so I just need to probably come up with like another 24 hours of a day in the week (laughs) to make it happen. I feel like you'll make it happen. But I think, so I see that as like a supporting cast 
role to this performance, this like idea of people from free movement shop performing and what do they wear? What kind of things do they like? And then that inspires this line. The people, the free movers are the inspiration and their performance is the inspiration for this line. It's so fun because it it really honestly kind of like puts a bow on what you're creating um, because what you're creating is a lifestyle brand um, with a home that moves, with people that move, and with clothes that move. And it's no different from your Y7s, your 305 Fitness that have their own apparel lines, your Soul Cycles, obviously, which has its own separate P&L and they're, make, they're like raking in cash off yeah. of their, <laughs> their apparel lines. Yes. Um, they're... I, honestly, I see the synergies between the three, and I think it's it's so fun. So I watched your body language as you were talking through that goal, and you were hesitant um, to even start the sentence, which is interesting because it. I think for you, it probably feels like the farthest out and the loftiest. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Just because it it's not something. I mean, I do so. I so I have some savvy on. I've designed costumes and whatnot before, um, but it seems the farthest from what I can control myself 100%. Like, I can teach all the classes. I can find the space. I can negotiate. I can do all these things. I can facilitate a performance. I can produce a show. Blah, blah, blah. I cannot yet, not saying always, but right now I'm not capable of physically making it. Um, And that's the thing that makes me the most nervous. So I think that's so important. But I think just given what you talked about in in the goal you've accomplished, I also think you know that you have the capacity to figure it out. Yes. Um, which is the most powerful thing sort of in like your backpack of stuff <laughs> you've got at this point. Like, yeah, you don't know how to figure it out, but you got you you'll figure it out. For sure. <laughs> For sure. And that's why it's like that's why a podcast like this is great because it makes you accept it makes you accept and acknowledge the things that are in your back pocket or Mm -hmm. that are in the back of your mind or that you know because I feel like if there's something that you're meant to do in this life god willing you are going to do it like no matter what and it's or it's just going to keep tapping you it's Mm -hmm. like a you know it's on your shoulder and it's just constant until you start making those steps and so right now I'm I'm in free movement shop and I'm in the space and I'm teaching. But at the same time, there's wheels cranking on all the other things because they are so interconnected. And I feel like an apparel or, you know, streetwear, high fashion, performance-esque line supports what I'm doing so much and just creates more visibility and reach that if I don't do it at the same time I'm missing the mark so we know you can figure it out Mm -hmm. um how do you plan to figure it out well um I plan to first of all I just talked about it (laughs) so now I'm like I have one accountability out Out there it's already out so if anyone's listening and they want to come in on some sort of design or they know a manufacturer or they have any interest in working on a project such as this holla at me ashley at freemovementshop.com um (laughs) but i do feel like taking that first step to find a manufacturer relationship or a um 
an experienced drafter or designer relationship is basically the next step. I love it. And so as we've talked through your goals, Mm -hmm. it sounds like, yes, you state your goals, but it, Mm -hmm. it, it feels like you give yourself kind of the the leeway and the creativity to get there. Is, is that right? Do you kind of follow gut and follow creativity from A to B? For sure. I think your gut is your best kept secret. Um, always trust what you feel deep down timing wise. I do feel like as far as goals go, I'm, will, I'm, I'm open to talking to people about them um, in a way where I feel safe. You know, because it is also business, right? So you want to be smart and not just be like, oh, I have this really great idea to blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, sleep on it. And then six months later, it's happening somewhere else. Um, not, to be a down- not to be a downer or to drag on about that because moving on. However, <laughs> I do feel like being openly and talking about them openly is step one. And then two, trusting your timing is very important, and I feel like the time is now. What better time? And um, and then three, yeah, get cre- like get creative, like actually start being active, like mood boarding, um, drawing, you know, writing things down, um, starting to create your vision in a way for me that's very visual is how everything begins. Everything begins very visually for me. Mm. The idea of sort of guarding your ideas Mm -hmm. in the beginning resonates with me. And and I think a lot of people, because while it is important to shout your big ideas from a mountaintop, they're still vulnerable uh, in the beginning. You, You hear from like, founders like Sarah Blakely, who um, didn't even speak the name of Spanx until she was ready to sell it. Um, And there was reason for it, um, because she was worried about getting ripped off, and inevitably she got ripped off. Exactly, yeah. Um, And there are creative forces who are probably having similar ideas to yours and probably having similar ideas to mine. Exactly. And it's easy to think that they rip you off. Exactly. It's also protecting yourself from feeling like you're being wronged too until you're ready to really like execute. Exactly. Um, Another thing outside of just protecting your idea from some other being is also protecting yourself from your idea. So... I think as you talk about it, you might actually get people's input, which at times can be really helpful. At other times, it's so, like, the worst thing ever, and it doesn't help you focus. And so until things are in a concrete place where you feel like, okay, I'm ready for that information, I'm ready for that input, I want to hear what people have to say, and I can take it in a way that doesn't feel... um, like negative or it feels productive. I think that's a certain you're you got to be at a certain point to absorb that. And you know, cuz early on you're it, it's like you're so sensitive. It's like, "Oh, but I I really think this would be great." And then if someone poo-poo's on it, then you're like, "Oh, well then maybe it, I shouldn't." Yeah. I I think a lot of times our families and closest friends can be the most likely to poo-poo an idea and it's not their It's not because they want you to fail or they don't want you to try. I honestly firmly believe that a lot of times the people closest to you when you have an outlandish, crazy, creative idea are trying to protect you, um, which is why they say things like 
are you sure it'll work? How are you going to make money? Yeah. <laughs> um, where will you live if you go broke? Yes. Those sorts of questions aren't helpful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're the same questions that we have too. Right. And we're so thinking that at night. We're thinking that at night. And so it just reiterates this idea of like, well, shoot, am I, should I be doing this? And so I, I do think that there's a way to, to appropriately show your devil's advocacy and play, and also um, ask some things that steer people in the direction that they're aiming to go versus away from it. So I think that's just a matter of like knowing how to formulate those questions and um, and then also you kind of after you've talked to a few people, you know who to go to for what, and I think that that is also very helpful. Definitely. So have you kind of created alongside of you a support system? Um, for sure. I I would say I have a solid three to four people that get the business 150% that have different skill sets. Um, and I just, and when I say get the business, they, they've seen it, they've experienced it, um, they they know other models of it and so that just allows me to not have to go to ground zero every time when I'm introducing something to someone I can like go to these people who are familiarized with the idea and we can like start from there and that's really helpful so I'm wondering are there any other big goals that you're going after or anything else you just want listeners to know about you or the free movement shop my goal is to create something that supports our community and and supports people, go figure, um, and, and movers. And so I want to make it as successful as possible so that I can involve more people. I want to have a team. I want to, you know, uh, rely on the skills of which other people and have crafted and care about. And so... My goal, uh, I mean, an immediate goal of which I work for every day is to create a sustainable business that then supports people and families. And, you know, I'm not just doing this for myself. That wouldn't be any fun. Um, so I'm, I'm also doing this to make something great for everyone. That's a, an incredible point to end on. And I just loved my time with Ashley Rockwood. Thank you, Ashley, for joining Thank me you. on We Got Goals. Yay! Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. This podcast is a sweatlife.com production. And it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes, we would really appreciate it. That helps other people find the show. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music. To our guests this week, Ashley Rockwood. To Tech Nexus for the recording studio. To Ryan Deffitt for editing. And of course, an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.